35 years I've been in Spring Creek, never had anything like this to happen. Here I am presiding over the communion, and my deacons is passing out the bread. And I'm standing here waiting for them to return to serve them. And a lady of visiting with us said, uh, Preacher Bob? I said, Yes, ma'am. She said, Could I ask you a question? I thought, Oh, Lord. <laughs> I said, Go ahead. She said, would you baptize me and my two youngins? I said, I'm busy. <laughs> but I'm going to. <laughs> but that's a good request to have, ain't it? I mean, whether you're presiding over communion or whatever, buddy. Somebody been saved now wanting to follow the Lord Jesus and believers' baptism. What a God's blessing now. Boy, I'm glad mercy walked in, ain't you? I'm boy, awful tempted to be able to go that route tonight. The Word of God said they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David. Gave him bread to eat. Made him to drink water. What happened? Mercy walked in. I mean, he was part of that enemy crowd. David and his army was in hot pursuit. And this servant... One of the Amalekites got sick and they forsook him out yonder in the field. And he is a stranger. The Word of God said he was an Egyptian. And uh, that made him a stranger. Boy, I can identify that. I'm a stranger in this old world. And boy, I got to send myself and his story. But I'm glad, thank God, boy, when Justice said I had to go to hell mercy jumped between me and justice. When justice says you got to pay for your sin, thank God mercy jumped between me and justice. What a God's blessing. I got an urge down in Ray County, Tennessee to preach that one night. And that's just north of Chattanooga. And uh, they got a singing preacher like you got here. And I asked old brother Rick, I said, do you know that song, Mercy Walked In? He said, never heard of it. First week in December of this last year. And uh, I talked to brother Lonnie Pelfrey's song leader. He said, never heard of it, preacher. And uh, they had a lady singing there that night. And Joy sung all over that country ever since back in the late 80s, early 90s for me. Down in there, and I said, Joy, have you heard that song, Mercy, Walk When Mercy Walked In? She said, I sing it. I said, Praise God, you singing it tonight. She sung it before I preached and after too. And uh, boy, God got involved. Hallelujah. If you've got a Bible, you want to follow in the scripture. Turn, if you will, please, to the book of Hebrews tonight, 13th chapter of the book of Hebrews. I'm interested in verse number 14. I'll ask you to stand and reverence God if you're physically able, and if you're not, don't worry about it. Hebrews 13, verse number 14. For here 
have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. <laughs> and then over in the 84th Psalm, beginning with verse number 5, Psalm 84, Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well. Just that part of verse 6. Father, thank you for your word. This time together in the good house of God. I appreciate these people that laid down worldly things uh, and gathered out tonight to worship and to praise and to glorify Thee. Uh, Lord, I appreciate the good singing. Uh, dear God, fellowship and prayer time and what You're going to continue to do uh, here for us now this evening. Uh, thank You, dear God, for every blessing uh, of this day alone. Oh, dear God, now I can't, but You can, and I come to allow You have Your blessed way in this place uh, in Jesus' name I do humbly pray. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come? I want to preach a little while tonight. God being my helper on this subject. A crowd seeking a city to come. <laughs> And I'm glad I got numbered with that bunch one day. Seeking a city to come. I like to go to God's Old Testament commentary here, the 84th Psalm. Now, somebody has said that Psalm 23 is the most popular psalm. And Psalm 119 is the most practical psalm. And Psalm 84 is the most peaceful psalm. And I'd say amen to that. I'd just like to add Psalm 121 to 84. I'll lift mine eyes into the hills. From whence cometh my help, my help cometh from the Lord. Thank God which made heaven and earth. If he can do that, he can take care of me. <laughs> that gives me peace, buddy. But I'll have to agree, Todd, whoever said that. And boy, if you're not that familiar with you, ought to familiarize yourself. Psalm 84. Blessed, uh, the psalmist said here in verse 5, is a man whose strength is in thee. Now, it's shocking uh, where people are turning today for strength. Everywhere on earth. I mean, uh, you can't uh, check out in a store anymore without they got little old bottles there, you know, to spray in your mouth or sniff up your nose or whatever's supposed to strengthen you. Give you strength, you know. You got high energy wrote on it, John, and... All of that. And and I mean people are turning to such stuff. Uh, and everywhere on earth for strength in this generation. Uh, but blessed is that man whose strength uh, is in thee. 
Hallelujah. This other stuff will let you down and wear off. He won't. <laughs> Hallelujah. In whose heart are the ways of them who passing through the valley of Baca make it a whale. Looking at that word Baca tonight. It literally means balsam trees. The valley of balsam trees. Or the valley of weeping. Valley of tears. Now, that might not make a lick of sense to you. You might think, preacher, what in common... Uh, does that word baca and balsam tree and uh, weeping and tears, uh, you know, have in common? Well, I'm relating to a day in my childhood. When as a boy, I was on the old Roan Mountain with my dad. 7,500 feet where we stood above sea level. Have to wear a jacket in the summertime. It's a high in altitude. You look down sometimes on the clouds. And there on that mountain you'll not find oak trees or maple trees. Uh, you'll not find apple trees or wild cherry trees, uh, plum trees or any of that. But you'll find balsam trees. They grow in high altitude. And Dad said... Uh, Son, he said, see all them blisters on that little balsam tree and all up and down the trunk of that thing. And out on the limbs were these little old blisters. And he said, break one of those. And I did. He said, taste of it. I tasted of it and it tasted exactly like turpentine. If I'd had a bottle of turpentine, Henry, and put it on my finger, you couldn't have told the difference blindfolded. And boy, I tell you what, I didn't like the taste of that balsam sap because I'd had an encounter with turpentine. I mean, when I grew up, that was a cure-all. I mean, if you got the stomach ache, here come the turpentine. And boy, they'd rub that stuff on you uh, until you was blistered. And if you had the stomach ache bad enough, uh, they'd take a tablespoon uh, and level it off with sugar and pour the turpentine over top of it and just compel to eat it. See, I didn't grow up in the age of Rolades and Tums and <laughs> turpentine. There was a cure-all. And uh, I knew that. Well, as a four-year-old boy, uh, you know, mom and dad is out working in the yard or something. Anyhow, I was in the house, and as a four-year-old boy, I, I found a cigar. Now, dad didn't smoke cigars. Evidently, somebody had given it to him. And I'd seen people chew tobacco, and I knew that was tobacco. 
And so I hid and wrapped that old cigar, chewed up about half of it. Now, nobody had ever educated me on chewing tobacco. I mean, Randy, nobody ever told me you're supposed to spit. <laughs> you talk about the stomach ache, John. Man, I thought I was going to die. I was looking all over that house for the turpentine. <laughs> and I found Mama's bottle of turpentine. I rubbed that stuff on me. I mean, boy, I was redder than a pickle beet. Turpentine. And I didn't know there's just certain spots. I thought, boy, I'm hurting so bad, I'm put it all over. <laughs> It blistered me, and I was in such shape I had to tell what happened. I thought I was going to die. And if I hadn't been blistered already, my mama would have taken care of that. But, mister, I was in bad shape. So I'd been introduced to turpentine. When I tasted that old balsam sap just exactly like turpentine and I looked that day at them little old blisters all over that old balsam tree and the sun shining on them and they were glistening in the sun and they looked exactly like teardrops the valley of tears I read this in later years Todd God jerked me back to that Rome mountain and I saw them teardrops hanging all over that old balsam tree. Boy, the valley of weeping. And I don't know about you, but I've spent some time there. I've been with some of you when you were there. And if Jesus don't come first, we're liable to end up there again in the very near future. And I was over there the day you buried your mama, Stanley. He was walking through the valley of tears. My, listen, I've been out yonder underneath that little undertaker's tent. In the valley of weeping, sorrow and tears. And every last one of us knows what it's like to spend some time there. But I like to thank God what the psalmist said, who passing through the valley of tears. He didn't say one word about taking up residence there. That man, he didn't say we had to spend the duration. That man of our life there, he said, bless God, who passing through. Listen, here we have no continuance in it. But thank God we seek one to come. I'm not a permanent resident of North Carolina. I'm no permanent resident, my friend of this old world. Well, boy, I'm seeking a city to come. Yeah, we're listening. Death ain't welcome. Thank God cancer can't come. Amen. They used to sing that old song. Tears uh, will never stain the streets of that city. Uh, that and I'm a telling you tonight, uh, boy, that I'm a seeking. Uh, no tear-filled eyes. Uh, amen. No heartbreak. Uh, 
Amen. I'm glad, thank God, I'm just passing through tonight. Amen. On my way to, woo hallelujah, to a better country and a brighter day. Amen. Is out of a child of God. Yeah, we don't have no continuing city here. But thank God as a people of God, we're a seeking one. Yeah, thank God. The other side of the river. And I'll tell you what, church, that helps me a lot of times. And I mean, buddy, when nothing else ain't working, and I can get my mind on that, I, I'm no permanent resident here. <laughs> and that helps me. <laughs> yeah, thank God. I can remember back in 1995, I was in Knoxville, Tennessee. Preaching a meeting, Brother Charles Capps, Morning Star Baptist Church, Island Home Road, up just in front of the Baptist Hospital up the river uh, there. And uh, got a room, you know, Monday through Thursday, but no motel in that area. Had a vacancy for Friday night. 35,000 men from all over the United States swarmed into Knoxville. They called herself promise keepers. <laughs> and I couldn't get a room anywhere Tom, for Friday night. I mean, it went down, you know, Friday night to Shoney's after the service out on 441. And, uh, I mean, there's 250, 300 million parking lot trying to get in Shoney's. And it looked hopeless. And I said, what's this mean? I said, well, we're meeting up here in the daytime in Nayland Stadium. And said, boy, we put our foot down. We're getting together, making up our mind, and we're going to go back home, and we're going to be the boss of our house. And we're going to assume the position that God's given us as men, and we're going to be the one in charge, and we're taking control. I said, bless God, who do you think you're fooling? You're here with your wife's permission. Admit you wouldn't even be here, bless God. I said, all you rascals doing knocking me out of a room on Friday night. I'm leery of any religious movement that's not church affiliated. Now, if that makes you mad, you can apologize and I'll forgive you. If it ain't church affiliated, bless God, I'll back off from it. I don't want nothing to do. Listen, I'm glad I ain't part of something tonight that some ball coach started. I'm glad I'm part of something that was instituted by the Lord Himself. Hallelujah tonight. What a God's blessing. Buddy, it ain't a movement that Jesus died for. It's a church. Amen of the living God. Amen. It ain't a movement that Jesus is coming after. He's coming after the church of the living God. I couldn't get a room. I'd go several exits up, you know, on I-40. Found a room. Terrible place. It smelled bad. 
bugs everywhere. Scary. I'd have felt better if I'd have had a shotgun. But I didn't even have a pocket knife. <laughs> Only place I could find. I could understand why nobody wouldn't have that in there. I woke up about 4 o'clock in the morning, that stench in my nostrils. <laughs> Somebody had wet a washcloth and threw it against the ceiling that first stuck. <laughs> and I'm looking at that dirt. <laughs> I thought, my God. o'clock in the morning. I carry a little old book in my pocket. Got names of at least a hundred preachers, maybe a lot more than that. I don't know. I've never counted them. And a whole lot of them men has told me along the way, if you ever in my part of the country and have problems, if you don't call me, it'll hurt my feelings. A Methodist preacher, McMinnville, Tennessee. There was over in that area at that time had told me that old brother Tom Measle said if you in this area and you have car problems or any kind of trouble need help and don't call me my feelings will be hurt and I thought about my book yeah. <laughs> me and I need help <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I didn't call nobody John you know why I looked at my watch four o'clock and I thought the sun's coming up after a while and I'm going to be looking at this place, my rearview mirror. <laughs> I ain't here for the duration, James. <laughs> I'm just passing through. <laughs> yeah, that helped me, Stanley. Yeah, glory to God, I took consolation in that, mister. Amen. I didn't have no continuing city in that end of Knoxville, Tennessee. No, sir. Boy, I'm going to put that place in my rearview mirror and the sun got up. And boy, let that help me as I lay there that night. Lord God, how many times I've got consolation in the fact when I've been found in the valley of weeping. Boy, listen, knowing I have no continuing city here, I'm a seeking one to come, bless God. Well, hallelujah to heaven tonight. What a God's blessing. I want to jump in the Word of God this face. You can listen. I'll be done. We'll go home. And cast out some tonight. Amen. Seeking a city to come. Just start the old Abraham. He lived John and Ur of the Chaldees, and he was a wealthy man. He probably could have bought and sold every last one of us. He had the finest of clothing. He had the finest transportation available in that day. He had all kinds of animals and all of this stuff. And God said, get thee up and get thee out. And he turned his back on all of it and walked out. <laughs> and if you'd have met Abraham out yonder somewhere and said, Abraham, where are you going? I don't know. I'm just out. Well, where are you having your mail forwarded? I don't know. I'm out. You know, I, I've gone to on visitation many times, and I didn't know where I was going, Tom. Go to the church, maybe, and pray. And 
So God, I'm just out. <laughs> Wherever you want me, you send me. Amen. I'm out. That's Abraham. Boy, he's just out. Got him an old tent, buddy. Amen. Out yonder in that blistering, blazing desert sun. Amen. Picture him if you can. If we could transport ourselves back hundreds of years and step in that tent. Boy, listen, here's old Abraham sitting in there, a wiping sweat, none of the modern conveniences that we enjoy. I mean, listen, burning up, wiping that sweat, and said, Abraham, I feel sorry for you. He said, honey, don't worry about me. I'm looking for a city <laughs> whose builder and maker's God. I have no continuing city here. I'm a seeking one to come. I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. You know what that means? Boy, there ain't a brick in that place laid by man. There ain't a nail in that city that was driven by man. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Built by God. He said, don't feel sorry for me. I'm just passing through. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. You say, preacher, do you believe he found it? Yeah, he got over that last hilltop. Had been found that city. Whose builder and maker is God. Mm-hmm. Noah. God looked down. As he created this world, and everyone he'd say, it's good. God looked down one day and he couldn't say it's good no more. And he said, I'm going to destroy man. My, I've made him in the face of the earth. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. <laughs> Here he is out yonder preaching and hammering, building that old ark. That crowd laughing at him. Making fun of him. <laughs> Can't you just hear somebody in there say, Hey, Noah, how are you going to get this big old boat to the water? I ain't taking it to the water. The water's coming to it. <laughs> I, I said I could just hear them, you know, down at the general store. Yeah. Ham, Sham, and Japheth down there. And boat said, Your daddy's a nut <laughs> up there. Hammering away. What's the matter with your daddy? And I can hear them boys say, hey, you don't know our daddy. Our daddy's real for God. (laughs) And boy, he's a hammer. And the day came, God said, come now, knowing thy family, into the ark. And God shut the door. And mister, the sky got dark. And it began to rain. It had never rained before. Word of God said the earth was watered from beneath. And the rain came down. And the waters came up. And that crowd outside that ark died. I thought God went to hell, buddy. No, he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Did you ever stop and think about when God destroyed the earth, the water, and that old ark set sail was lifted by that water. To tell you what, but eight people on earth had a ticket for that trip. Eight people. Knowing his wife, three sons and their wives, eight people had a ticket. 
out of the population. Ain't that pitiful? Of the whole world. Well, I don't know about nobody else, but I'm glad, thank God, over half a century ago, I passed by an old altar prayer and picked me up a ticket. (laughs) I'm on the old ship of Zion. All I'm waiting on these days is for the good captain to give the command. Amen. Hoist anchor. And mister, I'm going to put in the port of a city whose builder and maker is God. Here I have no continuing city, but I'm a seeking one. I'm already on board the old ship. Well, hallelujah to God tonight. Ready to set sail. <laughs> An old sea captain lay dying in a hospital. A pastor often visited that hospital, was known by all of the personnel there. And they knew him good enough to know that he was an old Navy man. The nurse spoke to that pastor and said, That old sea captain up here, nobody ever comes to see him. He said, Would you go see him? He said, sure will. Went in and talked to him. They had a lot in common. Navy men, you know. He started to leave after he'd had prayer. And down there was a flag display at the bottom of that old sea captain's bed. And uh, some of you fellows was in the Navy. You know what I'm talking about before modern days of communication. They had this semaphore. You know, they use these flags to send messages from ship to ship and from ship to shore. And he'd set up a display down there, the flags. And he said, Preacher, you know what that says? He said, Been too long, friend. I've been out to... He said, Look real close. Boy, he looked at it again. Looked a little close. Oh, he said, I know exactly what's that. Ready to sail. Awaiting orders. <laughs> That's where I'm at, preacher. <laughs> I'm ready to sail in, just waiting on orders. And thank God, buddy, listen, when the old ship pulls in, <laughs> woo to the harbor of heaven. My, my trouble be over, mister. Yeah, no more valley of weeping. No more valley of buck. Amen, listen. Trouble laid down. Shouting ahead, thank God. Noah, feel sorry for you, buddy. <laughs> Can't you imagine the stench on that old ark? All them animals. I, you know, I got to thinking about that one day, and I said it reminds me of the church. <laughs> if the storm wasn't so bad outside, you couldn't stand the stink inside. Yeah. Ain't that where a whole lot of churches at tonight? <laughs> Yeah, there's a whole lot of stench, I mean, in them today. But Lord God, the storm's too bad out yonder. Amen, I ain't about to go back to that. No, sir. No, I feel sorry for you. Oh, friend, don't feel sorry for me. I'm just passing through. I ain't stuck on this boat for the duration. <laughs> She's going to put to port. And when she puts to port, I'm going to be in a new land. 
I'm going to be in a clean land. What about us, child of God? Yes, sir, I had some men call me, and they said, would you give us some people on Saturday and pick up stuff and cans and stuff along the high? said, we're going to clean this place up. I said, I ain't got time to fool that. They said, what? I said, hey, I don't have time to fool that. I said, you fight and lose in battle. And he said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm getting me together a little crowd. We're going to one already been cleaned up. We're going to one already clean. <laughs> yes, sir, buddy. <laughs> Thank God. What a blessing, mister. Yeah, don't feel sorry for me. I hear him say, I'm passing through on my way to a better land. Thank God. Daniel. Thank you, Lord. No, Darius was king. God-hating crowd came and, and convinced him to sign a decree that made it illegal for anybody to ask anybody for anything except Darius for 30 days. That meant the Hebrews couldn't pray to their God, couldn't ask him for nothing for 30 days. Hey, how'd you like to go 30 days and couldn't ask God for nothing? My God, that'd scare me to death if I thought I couldn't ask God for nothing for 30 days. I'd just about soon be in heaven. Huh? I mean, listen, live in the world and, and for 30 days couldn't ask God for nothing. I, I get up in the morning asking. I, listen, I lay down in that asking. I, all through the day, I, I'm asking, buddy. I, God for stuff. And they came to Daniel. Daniel, we just won't tell you, you can't ask God for nothing. You can't pray for 30 days. I hear old Daniel say, I'll have to pray about that. <laughs> well, Daniel, if you do, it's a den of lines for you. You can't help it. And that's where he wound up, wasn't he? Yes, sir. So them lines wouldn't need him because he was all backbone. <laughs> God give us some Daniels today. I mean, we need some church members. Bless God with enough backbone to stand up for Jesus one more time in a lost and a dying world, boy. He kept on praying. Cast him into that den of lions. <laughs> oh, Daniel. I said, I could just see him lay his head down the shaggy mane of one of them old lines and slept till the day dawned. This will make a good pillar. <laughs> is a king couldn't sleep. Bible said he couldn't eat, couldn't sleep, and couldn't listen to no music. Remember back when you was convicted, you won't hear no music. Turn old Elvis off. <laughs> Didn't want to hear him. He was convicted. Yeah, huh? <laughs> didn't want to hear no music. Boy, convicted by God. Bible said he didn't want to hear no music. I couldn't sleep. I looked in there. Old King lived forever. He's quite all right. Now, if we could transport ourselves back to not hundreds of years and some way, somehow, be line-proofed, 
and step into that den and say, Daniel, man, this is terrible. I feel sorry for you. And you hey, that ain't necessary. I'm just pacing through. <laughs> this den ain't my home forever. No, I'm seeking a city to come, thank God. We have no continuing city here, mister. Yeah, thank God. Let's jump into the New Testament. 16th chapter of the book of Acts. Old Paul and Silas just led a girl to the Lord with a spirit of divination. And boy, they some wicked men making their living with her. And they don't take kindly to that. And pretty soon, God, preachers is in jail. Huh? And for all they know, they're going to be put to death come morning. <laughs> but they wasn't worried. <laughs> you know how I know? They prayed and sung at midnight. <laughs> hey, Silas, how about leading us in amazing grace and we'll pray and go sleep? <laughs> and they prayed and sung at midnight. How could they do that, preacher? They knew, thank God, that jail wasn't their home for eternity. We have no continuing city here. We're seeking one to come, thank God. I'm near the Apostle Paul, so I'm pacing through. Amen. This old world ain't my home. This jailhouse ain't my home. It pleased God to the point he shook that jail all to pieces. Set the cap. Jesus himself crucified took him down Joseph's new tomb three days and nights in that tomb and I can see Mary crying her heart out boy I want to holler back over the years and say honey dry them tears don't cry, Mary. <laughs> He's just passing through. He ain't going to be in there long. Third day morning's good. <laughs> Dry them tears, Mary. Woo! He's headed for a city whose builder and maker's God. Don't worry about him. <laughs> Boy, those disciples hid out yonder for fear they was going to be next. And I want to holler back over hundreds of years or some 2,000 years, preacher, and say, hey, John, hey, Mark, hey, Matthew, hey, Luke, you don't have to be afraid. He ain't going to be in there long. He's going to join you right here. <laughs> Man, if they knew then what I know now, <laughs> they'd been shouting instead of working. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in their midst. Third day morning rolled around. Huh? Yeah, thank God. What about our loved ones? It's gone by the way of the grave. Huh? It was part of that crowd seeking a city to come. Boy, I'm glad I can go out on Rose Lawn Cemetery. 
stand beside my mom and daddy's grave and say, Hey, Dad, I'll meet you in the morning. <laughs> hey, Mama, I'll meet you in the morning. <laughs> When all Sarda has drifted away. <laughs> yeah, morning's going to break. Eternal bright and fire. They're not in there forever. No, sir. They died seeking a city to come, mister. That old body's in there. But thank God God ain't forgot that body. That body's going to come out on resurrection morning. They're not there for the duration. Well, thank God. You have planted her out yonder. But bless God, she'll get out. Yes, she is seeking a city. Here we have no continuing city. Well, I'll shout for all of it. Glory to God. Listen, what a blessing. If Jesus don't come first, I go to the well of the grave. Amen. Don't weep for me, mister. I'm seeking a city to come, thank God. Yeah, resurrection morning will roll around. And I'll meet you in the morning. Just inside the eastern gate. Over there. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> In that city where they ain't a brick laid by man. Where they ain't a nail that was driven by man. Whose builder and maker is God. And we'll shout just as long as the ages roll, boy. <laughs> Hallelujah. As our pianist comes. Amen. Please for me. Last one, honey, in that church. If you got a church hymn on that last one, church, Jesus, keep me near the cross. Be my glory ever. <laughs> I'm glad I'm part of a crowd tonight seeking a city to come. I'm glad I'm a pilgrim, a stranger here. This old world, the old songwriter said, ain't my home. <laughs> glory to God. I'm seeking a city. <laughs> Thank God to come. You talk about a country boy going to town. Hallelujah one of these days, mister. Now step on that street of gold. Thank God all sort of drifted away. On the street that tears will never stain. Hallelujah. That helps me. When I find myself in the valley of Baca, I, I'm standing on the old Roan Mountain as a young and look at me, I'll tell you this, we'll go home. 1985, I followed that old coffin out yonder in Roselawn Cemetery. Watched as they lowered my daddy's body into the ground. And I stood there and thought, who's going to pray for me now? And I'll be as honest, church, as I know how to be. They a boy in me. Every once in a while gets to want to see his daddy. They a boy in me. Got a longing to see his daddy. And I'm so glad, thank God, buddy. 
one of these days. <laughs> I'm going to cross that river to these sons of us. I'm going home. <laughs> I ain't no permanent citizen of this whole world. I'm looking for a city. <laughs> believe he found it preacher oh yeah he found it glory to God took up his abode there Bible called him a friend to God Lord God of all the things in the world I'd soon be known as that as anything wouldn't you how'd you like to have that for an epitaph a friend to God you could wrote that on Abraham's tombstone He's a friend to God. The Bible said he believed God. God counted it to him for righteousness. You know, we say we believe God. But sometimes, church, I'm persuaded we believe the devil more than we believe God. For the devil to step up and say, right here's why you can't shout. You believe him. Devil say right here's why you can't get no hand up to heaven and you'll believe him. Devil say right here's why you can't enjoy your salvation and you believe him. He's a liar. Amen. Great be the day, church. We start believing God. Woo, hallelujah. Look out, devil. We start believing God. Now, then, other side to this coin, some of you got boys and girls, husband, a wife, a daddy, a mama, a good friend. They ain't part of that crowd seeking the city to come. And just like me and you here, they have no continuing city. I'm going to die just like you and me. There ain't nothing ahead of them but hell. You say, preacher. I believe I'll just get in that old altar and call his name tonight. I believe I'll get in this old altar tonight and call her name one more time to God. Somebody else. You say, Preacher Bob, I'm a child of God. Heaven bound. I'd just like to get down on bended knee and thank the good Lord that I'm part of a crowd that's seeking a city. Glad I'm part of a crowd that mercy walked in, pleaded my case, called to the stand, God's saving grace. The blood was presented that covered my sin, forgiven. Because mercy walked in. As we stand, all this auditorium, thank God for these honest hearts. You may be from this church, some other church, affiliated with no church. God's speaking your heart. You say, preacher, there's something I need to bring up with heaven before I leave tonight. Come on to Jesus, would you? Come on to Jesus. God loves you, wants to help you. Oh, listen. What if you had to go 30 days and not ask God for nothing? Huh? You say, boy, I appreciate the privilege. Why don't you take advantage of it? Amen tonight. Get down here and ask God for something. Amen. Being held before you this evening.
going to pray. Wait on me, preacher. God's speaking to my heart. Come on quickly. God bless you, honey. God bless you. God bless you. Somebody else, preacher, I 